Okay, look at this verse. Be still and know that I am God. You've got to admit, it's a pretty cool verse. In fact, it's one of those verses that you see on coffee cups and mugs, and boy, it's probably one of the most posterized Bible verses of, of them all. But there's a question. I mean, how do you be still? I mean, what does it really mean to be still? Now, you've heard parents say it. You may have even said it. You know, I want you to sit what? Sit still. So it means to stop. You've also probably said, man, I love this forest. It is just so still. And so it has to do with quiet. It has to do with serenity. It has to do, it has to do with peace. The Hebrew also word can also mean to, to sink down, to just kind of ah, relax into something. Like when you've had a long day and you come home and you just, ah, in your chair. So really the word pulls all these things together. Be still, it means to be quiet, to relax, to calm down, to, to stop the stress, to stop the fighting, just Rest yourself in something, or as we're going to see, in someone bigger than you. So be still. Yeah, right. Uh, sure. I mean, that's not my world, and it's probably not your world now. My world is too nutty to just chill out or to be still or relaxed. I mean, there's COVID shots. There is school at home. We're worried about relatives. We're all stressed out because maybe your kid is not being as safe as you'd like them to be. I did my, um, my weekly sojourn to the grocery store this week, and, and even that creates stress for me. In the produce section, there was a guy who just wasn't wearing his mask right. He couldn't figure out that you're supposed to get it over your nose. And so I avoided him and I started calling him in my head mask guy. He was the mask guy. And, and then I started going down the aisles, up and down the aisles, and sure enough, he would go the wrong way. So I started calling him the wrong way mask guy. And of course, if he's going the wrong way on this aisle, then he's going to be going the wrong way on what? On, on the next aisle as well. Every, every aisle he was going the wrong way. And every aisle I kept having to say, be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. I mean, how do you be still? And this is what Psalm 46 is really all about. The series we're going through is called Songs in the Key of Life. It's a title of a Stevie Wonder album, but I've always loved the title because actually that's what the book of Psalms is all about. They're actually songs, and they are songs that talk about life. Every life experience that you're going through there is a song in the psalms about that if you're angry there's a song about that if you're happy there's one about that if you're stressed out there's one about that if you're f frightened or afraid there's one about that if you're at peace there's one about that and if your world feels like it's beginning to collapse or is collapsing all around you psalm 46 is all about that and it starts out big. It says this, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we won't fear, though the earth give way and the mountain fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters, they roar and they foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. And then it says this word, Selah. 
And just take a look at that word for a second. It's not a word that we would ever use. It's a Hebrew word. And, and remember that this is a song. And the word selah means pause while we play a little bit of instrumental music. Songs do that all the time. They have these musical interludes, like the Doobie Brothers song, China Grove, which probably has the best opening of any rock song ever. There is a musical interlude, a selah in, in that. Selah is kind of like, okay, we're going to pause for a second for you just to think about what's being said. First thing this talks about in Psalm 46, in this psalm about our world falling apart, is it's going to talk about what's stable, when what is stable in my life, or what I thought was stable, begins to collapse all around me. Let's look at the first part for a second again. It says this, God is our refuge and our strength. He's an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we're not going to fear Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. What's the most stable thing around? Probably a mountain. I mean, I mean, mountains don't move. You don't think about a mountain moving at all. And so what he's talking about here for us is those things that are stable in life that we don't think move, what happens, what happens when they do? I mean, there are certain things that you and I, know, we, just, we just don't have to think about. They're always going to be there. And then all of a sudden, wham, it's not. What it's saying here is, what do you do when the most stable thing in your life collapses? And so we should think about those kinds of things that do collapse. A friendship all of a sudden collapses. You're no longer speaking to each other anymore. Or your marriage collapses. Or your, your health collapses. Your future collapses. It's the phone call when the doctor has to tell you there's a spot on your lung. That which was always there for you, all of a sudden, it's just not. I mean, how many of you have gotten that, that phone call? You know, the unexpected phone call? And all of a sudden, somebody says on the other end, um, are, are you sitting down for this? And you realize that that which was stable was always there for you. It's going to change. What do you do when that kind of stuff happens? And you, you realize life's going to be different forever. For forever. It's going to be different. And you've been through that, and so have I. It's like my mountain is collapsing into the sea. Well, then it moves to not just the stable things in our life when they begin to collapse. It's going to start talking about what about the unstable things that are already unstable. Now, what's the most unstable thing around? Well, here we have the ocean. It's always changing. It's always moving. I, I'm, I'm not an ocean guy. I'm just not. I've never been a real water guy. Um, I, I love the water, at least from the shore I do. For me, it's, it's kind of terra firma, you know. It's true for me what they say. The more firma, the less terra there's going to be. But it says this. This is what this song says to us. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. 
And then it's going to talk about the ocean. Though its waters, they, they roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. And now what's going to move from that which is stable, when that falls apart, it's going to move to that which is unstable. What happens when it gets worse? That unstable stuff in your life, you know, what's bad already, what happens when it, it just gets worse? You're hoping for good news for turning the corner, and it, it turns the other way. So what happens here now is you've got the earth moving under your feet, and that which is most stable becomes unstable, and that which is already unstable becomes what? What do you do? And all of a sudden, God gives us in this song a selah, a pause. He's saying, you reflect. You reflect and you think and you go to God as a refuge and ever-present, ever-present, always there help in times of trouble. You know, this is the be still and know that I am God. Even when that which for you has been your rock is now crumbling, and it'll never be the same. And even though for you and for me, that which has been unstable just simply gets worse. It says, be still and know that he is God. The song's going to go on. It says this, There's a, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells, and you are thinking, what in the world is he talking about here? I mean, this makes as much sense as Toto blessing the rains in Africa. What's he talking about here? He's talking about Jerusalem, where the temple of God was. And since the temple was there, they felt God's presence was symbolically there with them. And so the song kind of goes on this way. It says God is within her. She will not fall, meaning the presence where God is, it's not going to fall apart. God will help her at break of day. The nations are in an uproar, meaning there's a, there's a war that's beginning to happen here. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. What's going on here is there's a, a battle, some armies on the attack, and God protects. And you think, oh, I, don't, I don't quite get how that relates to me. He just talked about stable things and unstable things in our lives. Well, now it's beginning to talk about God will be there for, God's going to be there for you when the, when the personal things in your life really begin to affect you. When the personal kind of comes under attack. Not just mountains and oceans, but what happens when your personal life begins to waver. I mean, what happens? Well, talking about Jerusalem or talking about your life, it says this. God is within her. She will not fall. God's going to help you at the break of day. And I was trying to think about how do, you, how, do you, how do I bring this down to work in my life? Well, if you're in Christ, if God is in you through Jesus Christ, God's going to take that pretty seriously. Uh, there's a cool story that I think some of you may be familiar with. Jesus one time said to his disciples, it says, let's cross to the other side of the lake. 
So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind them. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat. The boat began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples, they woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care we're going to drown? I mean, don't you care? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. And of course, the cool thing is that Jesus was in the boat too. And, and, and I, I, I sometimes think that we walk through life or we go into this life or through this life as if God's kind of our insurance policy for when we die. You know, he's there and I'm glad I've got the, the policy signed by God and it's all over when I... When it's all over, I'll, I'll go there. When actually he's invested into your life and he works with you to accomplish his will in life and in this world. So when it says we are his workmanship, it actually means that God has an investment in you and your life and has a vital interest in our lives and what happens in each day and in each trial and each second, and, and each problem. And it's saying, look, just as God is present in Jerusalem, he's present in you, in your life as well. God is there. And God's not going to let Jerusalem in those days go. He's not going to let you go either. If he has a, a vested interest in Jerusalem then, he has a vested interest in your life now. There's more to this God thing than just simply a get out of hell free. It is a living, active dynamic in which God is saying, don't worry. I'm investing in you. It would say the Lord Almighty is with us. And there's that word again, Selah. Think about that one. The Lord of all power is with us. Be still and know that I am God. And then they'll play some music while you think about your personal life, how God has an interest in this. Does God know that you're missing your senior year? Of course he does. He has a personal interest in that. He has an investment in your life. Does God know you're struggling through an illness? Of course he does got a personal interest in investment in your life. And then the last part of this song. I think this is pretty cool. It says, come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. <clears throat> Have you ever seen pictures of battlefields after the battle? I dug up a few pictures. Um, one of these is Gettysburg. Um, another one is World War II. Another one is, is the aftermath of D-Day and, and then um, the devastation of Nagasaki. 
and, and I know battles are part of war, and I, and I know that wars are part of history, but when it's over, you, you sometimes, you know, you, you look at something like that, and you, you just kind of want to think, okay, and that did what? When I was a kid, I saw, saw the film Bridge on the River Kwai, and it, um, if you have seen it, it had Obi-Wan Kenobi before he was Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's a World War II film about prisoners of war being forced to build a bridge, and all this stuff is going on, and towards the end it reaches this big climax, and the bridge blows up, and people are shot and lying dead all over the place. And, and the doctor, the camp doctor, the prisoner of war doctor, he comes walking out seeing all that's gone on, the devastation and the destruction and the people lying dead here and there, and considering the totality of all that, all that the war has done. And the final words are just his words. He just says, madness. Madness. And sometimes we look at the futility of what we do, and you just kind of want to say madness. I'm not a pacifist. It just seems to me like we do all this little piddly stuff. But it's God's plan and God's work that will always stand. And the point here is not if wars are good or bad. The point is going to be what God is saying is when all is said and done, when the course of human history is just, I just run its course. God has run his course when you've run your course. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. And God will be exalted in your life and your circumstances. And you might say, but right now my, <laughs> my world feels like it's collapsing, collapsing into the sea. I mean, it's all falling apart. God does not say, so what? God says, be still. Be still and know that I'm God. And, and, and your inner world may be under attack. I mean, you may feel like you just don't have it all together. You're never going to get it all together. God says what? Be still. Be still. Relax. Know that I am God. We're going through this crazy shelter-in-place COVID vaccination. If we can get them, social distancing, job losses, income, this, that. God knows. He has a vested interest in your life. And he can say, be still. I'm God. The whole thing may be a mess. And God will say to you, be still. Be still. Know that I'm God. 